0: Okay, we are in Seker Yishayahu, Perik Nun Aleph, Pasach Aleph, Shimu Eli, Rotfet Sedek. This continues in those Shiva de Nechemta, the seven prophecies of Isaiah that we traditionally read the Shabbos following Tishbub into Chodesh El, And so we begin. Lai, wrote Faith Sedek Mivakshe Hashem. You who pursue um, a righteousness, you who seek Hashem, listen to me. Shimwelai. Um Habitu El Sur Kutsaftem Velmakheves Bor Nukartem. Look at the rock from which you were hewn and at the hollowed out pit from which you were dug. It's a metaphor of a rock you were hewn, a pit you were hollowed out of. Um, and Rashi refers to that, it simply refers to Avraham and Sora, as we will see later. And what the Navi is saying, take pride in your origins. Continues the Navi: Habitu el Avraham avichem, ve'el Look, um, at Avraham your uh, father and Sarah who the mother that bore you. And of course Avraham and Sarah, uh, you know, held out as examples. Avraham, as we know, was the first person to discover uh, as they say monotheism that the singularity that there was a Kurdish baruch that it didn't make sense that you know the world was just run haphazard. He was alone. That's why we typically say of Abraham who uh, may you know they're on the other side. He stood on one bank of the river, he stood on the other bank. He was alone, so but he was convinced he was totally believed in his, his convictions and as well as sorrow. So look at Abraham, look at Surah. As far as the metaphor of a rock, we know that the Mephorshim say that if stone, if you want to examine a stone from where it came from, it has the same color, the shape it can even fit in to a rock if it's close by. And that's what B'nai Israel should strive for. Um, the similarity to Avraham. Ki echad karasi, I called him, I blessed him, v'arbehu, and I increased his numbers. But significant, of course, is echad, ki echad karasi. Say them, if there ever was a husband and wife that was united as a single entity, it was Avraham and Sarah. They were like one, in their mission they were spiritually one person they were mutually what you would say complementary in other words one couldn't even function without the other and it is this combination of the spirits of Abraham and Yitzchak that created B'nai soil. so therefore know your origins keep in mind this vision of Avraham and Yitzchak now the Navi continues and you will note that here Yishayahu uses the past tense as if the events he's describing, which is the Ge'ula, has already happened. So, says the Navi, Hashem, HaShem has comforted Zion, uh, B'nai Yisrael, He has made um, all of her rooms, he has comforted. Notice that the, the word, and they point out, uh, this isn't a partial gula. This isn't a gula in segments. This is a total gula. All of her runes will be reconstructed. And he has made her desert an Eden, an Eden, and her dry lands as Hashem's gardens. You cannot miss the juxtaposition of Gan. And Eden, uh, because what the Navi is saying that the ideal pristine state for a Jew to be in was at the beginning of Gan Eden. and that's what we pray. Because despite Adam Harishon's Avera, his sin, that we will be returned to a Gan Eden, That that is the ultimate state of existence for a Jew. Simply, he must say a Kol Zimra, and there there will be a garden where there's sasson and simcha and joy and gratitude and song, etc. Um, And that we will return and note that that Gan Eden will be in Siyom, will be in Israel. Now, the Navi shifts to the Messianic era and again propounds a new message. As it were, a new mission for B'nai Yisrael. We've had the theme before, and that is you cannot overestimate the importance of Israel's role B'nai Yisrael, as a Maor HaGolah, uh, a light unto nations. Yes, you you first perfect yourself as a Jew, as a Jew created and Melokim, in the shadow of the Kodesh Barfu, or with the likeness of the Kodesh Barahu, but your ultimate task is to be. Like one who instructs the nations of the world in an ethical, moral system of justice, of righteousness uh, to one God, our God, and to each other. That is the ultimate mission, and the Navi comes back to it. Um, Listen to me, pay attention, my nation, because... <coughs> the Torah will issue from me, and my justice, la or and my justice will rest as a light with the nations that or ha amim. And you, of course, are the vehicles for doing that. That is your mission, your sacred mission. Koro tsiki yotza yishi uzroa amim ishwatu my righteousness is near it's close my salvation is gone forth my arms will judge nations I am the God of all nations uh, of all the far-flung nations and these far-flung nations will place their faith in me and they will await my arm they will await my arm as if my arm of justice and righteousness lift your eyes that he over and look to the underneath of the earth because even even if the earth would disappear would vanish like smoke and the earth would wear out beg it like a worn out moth eaten cloth that's eaten up Tivle the kemo'ben yom musun and all the inhabitants of the world dies v'yishayoh le'olam Olam sechas my justice is, is immutable my promise to Israel is eternal uh, and that even if the earth is destroyed heaven is destroyed uh, the people are destroyed my commitment to Bnei Israel is immutable. Now that's a very difficult puzzle uh, to understand. It's very problematical. Think it through. If everything is destroyed, heaven, earth, humankind, to whom is my righteousness and salvation directed to? Who remains? The Radak interprets it, it's hypothetical. That really the Kurdish Baruch Hu is saying, so strong is my commitment to Bnei Israel, so strong that I would first see heaven destroyed, earth destroyed, humankind destroyed, before I would give up my commitments. It's a hypothetical guzma, you would say, an exaggeration. Other Mephoshim, including Ezra, says no, it means it very literal, that some always The souls of the tzaddikim will survive. The nefesh, even if the earth is destroyed, even if there is the end of the world, they will survive. Some say it's a partial destruction. Rav Schwab returns to a very interesting thing. There could be a situation, perhaps in our own time, where most or part of the world is destroyed. And he specifically states a nuclear cataclysm. It's possible. And yet the commitment to B'nai Israel would survive. The people of B'nai Israel are eternal. In other words, it could be a partial destruction. Shemuelah Yoday said it. Now the Nebuah is dedicated to the Jewish people. It's directed to the Jewish people in Golis. Listen to me, those of you who know my righteousness in their hearts, don't fear being discreet, don't fear the contempt of man or being broken by their insults, and the Moforsim say specifically, we're not talking about a physical threat to you, we're talking about the the, uh, imprimatur of being an outsider being different, going against the flow with your Jewishness, your commitment to the Kaddish Baruch Don't let that bother you, that they can't shame you, they can't destroy you that way. Keep a Beged, ush Oshu Kitzemah, because I will destroy them. They will not last. Um, that they will be like a garment, again that metaphor of a worm consuming a garment, the Kaddish Baruch will consume them. But my righteousness will remain forever. So remember, as my Mephoshim stressed, this Nevoah is before Bavel. It's certainly before Paras. It's before Greece. It's before Rome. It's before any empire that tried to destroy us. And it is prophetically true. They will not survive. They are temporary like an, a cloth of a wool. That is soon consumed by worms. They can't touch you. You are eternal. My um, righteousness is forever. The Yeshua see my salvation is Lidor I will never see the destruction of the Jewish people. Now the Navi is going to give a personal tsvila for the salvation. And destruction of Israel's enemies.
1: Uri, Uri, it's as if
0: Mishael was talking to the Kodesh Hu Uri, Uri, live she owes. The Kodesh Hu wake from your slumber. It seems like Bene Israel is suffering so that you are gone or in Hester Panim, hiding yourself. Dress yourself with your strong armor. Uri kime ken, and put on your strength as in the old days, Doros Olamim, as in the bygone days, because. Who made the serpent tremble? Who made, and we're of course referring to Egypt. Who was the one who smashed the arrogant? Who destroyed the serpent? Egypt is always often pictured as a metaphor for a snake. Paro is a serpent. The Nile is considered a serpent are you not the one, and of course we're referring to splitting the Jordan. you tried out the sea, you took the waters of the great deep the depths of the sea, and you made it a road. As a passageway for your beloved ones. And what you have done and what you must do is see that the nation reaches a level of sason and simcha and that their grief and all their sighs are fled, have gone, have disappeared. And so this is the personal tefillah of Yeshayahu. And 8.45 a.m. tomorrow morning, we will see how the Kaddish Baruch Hu responds to this very personal Ad Khan.